Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch new episodes of Grey's Anatomy Thursdays at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Warning. Guests of the Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. It has happened. We have had uh, the odd person in tears on this program over the years. It's almost a surprise. It's Green Show on the Corliss Radio Network. And, uh, you know, we find ourselves once again, everybody's talking about Donald Trump. Everybody's talking about the U.S. election. Doesn't matter where you go. It was out last night in Burlington to um, a concert. Uh, swing music was a lot of fun. And talking to some of the people there and... Uh, Donald Trump came up, and it just doesn't matter where you go, it's Donald Trump. And not so much Hillary Clinton in the conversations that I've had, but it's all, it's focused on Donald Trump. And uh, it's not usually very positive conversations that I, that I have with people, because they just, they just, I don't know, it's just random choice. I run into people, and they've got some negative things to say about Trump, which is not what we've heard on the air, which is not what we have heard on the air for months each time I've believed it's been over for Trump, we go on, we sign on, we ask the question, is it over? And immediately, there is a cascade of calls. And it's all pro-Donald. And it's because he's the agent of change. It's because people are pissed off and fed up, and they're not going to take it any longer. And the more elite media tell them that they have to take it, the more they say, not going to happen. This is our one chance to fight back. And so if they're, the Trumpian transgressions are being forgiven, ignored, set aside, you name it. This is what I hear on the air, folks. It's not what I hear on the streets, but it's what I hear on the air. And we will be opening up the phone lines to you shortly. But first is our good friend, Fran Coombs, the managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States, RasmussenReports.com, RasmussenReports.com. Uh, sign on to their um, their uh, daily tracker, their daily information, or almost daily information that is signed. I, I love this stuff because it tells me what's going on in the United States. And Mr. Coombs, I... I'm going to owe you a dinner, a drink, a combination, both at the end of the campaign. You've been so generous with your time, Fran, on weekends. Thank you for that. Oh, I love it, Roy. It's great to have these conversations with you. So where do we stand today? Uh, you, you asked the question whether Trump should step aside. Do we start with that? What do we start with? Well, basically, we, we as you say, we ask people that the media hit. If you recall, I mean, your listeners may recall, you have been talking about this for months. I, I warned you that in October... 
we would have uh, the Hillary Clinton campaign in full cry on sexism and racism. And sure enough, of course, we had all the women allegations last week. Uh, and I think what we can expect in the next week or so is either the New York Times or the Washington Post to come up with former black, black former employees of the Trump campaign saying that he was routinely dropping the N-word and, uh, you know, anything else that you can think of that's offensive. That will be the, they'll be dropping that to try to motivate the black voters, um, which is, you know, she needs to motivate minorities and she needs to motivate young women. So they, we'll see that coming. Uh, but anyway, we asked people last week, we said, okay, should Trump step down? Should he not run? Should he let Mike Pence take his place? And 25%, 26% of Republicans said, yeah, Trump should drop out of the race. But when we expanded that to uh, Trump voters, people that say they're going to vote for Trump, over 80% said no way. Uh, so obviously the media is having an impact on voters. There's no question about it. Well, it's relentless, and and the fact you know if, if if Trump has done all the things that he's being accused of having done, then you have a significant character flaw, a character issue, somebody with a sense of self-aggrandizement, and and somebody who's just a, a boorish abuser of women. Uh, if if everyone's story is in fact true, um, but on the other, I mean, I I watched uh, the other morning. I watched um, what's his name on MSNBC. Joe um, Scarborough, Scarborough, Joe Scarborough. Morning, Joe, yeah. Yeah, so he's supposed to be a, a, a Republican, a member of the Republican Party. He was a Republican member of Congress. I mean, I, oh, they had uh, Ben Carson on, and he's been on this show, and uh, it was just absolutely windmilling at Ben Carson. There was, they were all just ganging up on him, and I thought, man, they, they, they was, this is really just uh, an agenda at this point. But so how do you how do you take that the media uh, attacking Trump and you say he's having an impact, and if he if he is the the sexual assaulter the sexual harasser that he's said to be, how does that play heading into the uh, into the uh, in, into November and then particularly if you say if you're predicting Fran that they're going to find people who are black and former employers of Trump by the way we're going to have a former Black Panther member on the show tomorrow who's a Trump supporter. Um, how do you put all that together? I mean, what's the, what are the, what, what I'm well, asking I mean, is what the, the hell are the next three weeks going to be like? Well, the thing about it is, Roy, you and I both know this guy is tackling very powerful force, forces in this country. Yes. Uh, basically very powerful forces globally. And they, they are going to do anything in their power to stop this guy. I mean, they know that the usual Republican uh, presidential candidate will be a go along to get along guy. So even in their worst nightmares, if uh, if uh, you know a Jeb Bush or a Marco Rubio had defeated Hillary Clinton, they know that that guy would go along with the plan. Uh, Trump is not. I mean, look at Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan knows that if Trump gets elected, he may well talk to the Republicans in Congress about trying to find another speaker. Uh, he has no use for these guys who have been the loyal opposition to Barack Obama. And basically, the, the establishment political team, which includes the major media, will do anything in their power to stop this guy. I mean, these, these women's allegations that the Washington Post reported the other day are already being totally blown out of the water. Uh, Trump's come forward. A guy who was on the plane unsolicited came forward and said that actually the stewardess was throwing herself all over Trump and even said to, her, to him when Trump went to the, uh, to the bathroom, said, I'm going to marry that guy someday. So, you know, this is the woman who's now claiming, you know, in 1979 that she was groped. Um, 
another one of the women was approached Trump in April to try to get his help on something. Um, the People Magazine woman's story is completely falling apart. But, you know, I don't think the Washington Post did due diligence on that story at all. They just, these people came in, said it, they said, great, it served their political agenda, and they put the story out. And that's what I'm saying. I, I won't be surprised at all if they have a similar uh, black, former black employee, uh, Trump employees. Uh, they won't even necessarily check to see if they work for Trump or anything at all. They'll just take their story at face value and throw it out there uh, because these people are throwing everything at Trump. Uh, and the WikiLeaks, I mean, you, you know, look at this Wiki, WikiLeaks stuff. It shows direct collusion between, the, you know, a reporter at the New York Times uh, letting the Clinton people screen quotes. I mean, when I was working for newspapers, if a reporter had been found screening quotes of the subject of the story, they would have been fired. Well, and then and you also have uh, somebody at CNN who's coaching the the people in a in a town hall as to how to ask questions or answer questions. Right, and leak the question to Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Well, uh, and, so I mean, yeah, didn't these, didn't Donna Brazil? The major media in this country has sold their souls uh, to the Clinton campaign in this in this race. Why? Why is that, uh, friend? I mean, which shows you how important it is. They will do they will do anything to stop this guy. Why? Why, why is it so important to media? The media in the United States, and I can see that it's become a subjective reality. Major papers like the Times and the Washington Post are obviously targeting Trump in any way they possibly can, but why has it become so important? Well, see, they've been doing this for years, but it's never been so blatant. Like in 2008, they came up with the, the Washington Post came up with a completely false story about John McCain having an affair with a lobbyist. The story was completely blown out of the water. It was completely false, and the Post got away with it. Uh, I mean, I, I competed with the Washington Post and the New York Times for 20-some years in Washington, D.C. And believe me, I can't tell you the number of times that we would chase after stories that they had come up with and find that there was absolutely nothing there. But they at least used to maintain that they were impartial. I mean, you could see up close that they weren't, but, but for the record, they would say they were impartial. Now there's not even any pretense of it. Now they just, I mean, you know, they'll, they, you know, they came out like the guy in the New York Times a month or so ago saying that Trump's so evil, we have to do anything in our power to stop him. Let me take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to your friend about, again, how the American people are reacting to what is going on in their election. This is the most, I don't know, we can't say bizarre. What's the word? What's the adjective? Uh, we'll talk more with Fran Coombs, but this time about how Americans are reacting and how he expects them to react. And we'll, we can talk about male voters, female voters. We can talk about um, uh, r racial divisions among voting. Uh, we'll talk about just how American voters are likely to cast their lot and whom they're likely to support on November the 8th. I have no idea. I have no idea where it's going. Really, this after all this time, you'd think you'd, you'd be able to say, all right, all these developments point to one person. Fran Coombs is the managing editor of Rasmussen Polling in the United States, and it's RasmussenReports.com. And uh, Fran, when, we, uh, when you look ahead, let's first of all ask you for the significance of this third debate. How important is that going to be, and how do you expect it to develop? How are the American people going to react to this? Well, I think it's very important because Trump needs to show he needs to not waste too much time on the allegations, just like in the second debate when they were asked about the video. He needs to basically, I mean, like I said, these allegations are falling apart. He needs to blow by that and then get on the issues 
and and talk about what he's going to do. I mean, consider some things, Roy. 30% of voters in the United States think the country's headed in the right direction, just 30%. 72% say America's a more divided nation than it was four years ago. 60% think race relations are worse now since Obama's election, okay? Only 27% of Americans think the country's safer than it was before 9-11. Only 32% think the United States is winning the war on terror. I could go on and on. Americans are very concerned about their country. They are very concerned about the direction of this country. Hillary Clinton cannot afford to have a debate or have a campaign that is focused on the issues. So therefore, they have to make it all about Trump. They have to make it about character, if you will. And so basically her friends in the media are trying to muddy up Clinton, excuse me, muddy up Trump as much as possible to keep the focus on that. Because what they don't want is a debate about illegal immigration, a debate about the economy and jobs, a debate about the war on terror, a debate about any of those things, because basically the public doesn't agree with Hillary Clinton's prescriptions. Um, so, so when it comes down to uh, November the 8th, does, does Trump have a legitimate chance? And these numbers that you cite are, are really, I think, quite telling. You've got 72%, as you said, of Americans believing the country's more divided than it was four years ago, and 60% think race relations are more uh, testy or worse than they were when Obama was elected in 2000. Before our first black president was elected, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So does Trump then, regardless of what else they throw at him, does he still have a legitimate chance with American voters to emerge late on the night of November the 8th or very early in the morning of November the 9th as the next president or president-elect of the United States, according to the polling that you're doing now? I would, well, I would say yes, and I would say the, it's, not, it's not necessarily – I don't know that anybody's necessarily even going to be able to find it in the polling. Um, we'll see. I mean, if you, if you believe that the majority of polls, he doesn't have a chance. Um, the, but see, the same people that are basically work in cahoots with the Clinton campaign are writing that scenario because they're basically trying to uh, basically uh, discourage Trump's voters, discourage people from turning out. They want to make it seem like, hey, it's all over. Hillary Clinton's lying low. Um, you know, this is a, a woman that won't even has, have press conferences with the, the media. Uh, can you imagine what kind of president she's going to be like if, in terms of, like, uh, media access? Uh, it's, it's, it's kind of scary, really. Um, but anyway, so, so I, think, I think Trump still has an excellent chance. Now, they are going to hit him with everything under the sun. I mean, race, racism charges will be next. Uh, God knows what they're going to come up with. When does that start, Fran, when does that stop to resonate with voters if you just constantly are throwing the kitchen sink, uh, everything in the trash can? Well, again, you know, how, I don't know how you measure that, Roy. I mean, I've talked with some people here in town, here in Washington, about you know, do folks now just have headline fatigue? It's just like, you know, I, I'm not, I can't even look at the news. I've, I've heard a lot of people say, and I know I feel this way sometimes, I just can't even look at the news anymore. Yeah. No, I feel that way as well. I really do. I, and, uh, I, I, was and I think a lot of people feel that way. So therefore, you know, there are people that are going to go into this. They either like Trump or don't like Trump. Uh, the one advantage he has is a lot of people don't like Hillary Clinton. And I mean, if he, if he was running against a, a young, charismatic man or woman, um, 
like Obama was, the way Obama was packaged back in 2008, that kind of thing, he might be in big trouble. But he's running against Hillary Clinton. And a lot of people, when they go into the polls and look down at that ballot, are going to be looking at Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump. And the real question is, they know what they get with Hillary Clinton. Uh, do, do people really want to push Donald Trump off the national stage, off the national, international stage? Well, I had a, an American woman who lives in Canada who's voting on November the 8th. There's about a million Americans who live in Canada who have the right to vote. Uh, she was on, and she's very definitely a Trump supporter. And she said her choices were between evil and uh, a bully. And she chose the bully over evil. Tomorrow, I'm going to be speaking with a Canadian woman who's been supporting Trump all along. And, uh, and, and I'm going to ask her why. And we're going to ask women to call in and speak to how they will they would vote, and if they're Americans, yeah, how they That's might good. vote. But what I'm interested in, Fran, as well, is how significant might another WikiLeaks dump, email dump, be? If, if the media is focused entirely on destroying Donald Trump, then does it matter what WikiLeaks releases? Well, thank God for the Internet, and thank, uh, thank goodness for shows like yours, Roy, because pe- that stuff gets out there. People hear it now. I mean, the, the days, and, and I remember these days from early in my journalism career, there was a time when the New York Times and the Washington Post and ABC, CBS, and NBC set the news agenda for the United States of America. And if the New York Times had a story, then every other newspaper in the country followed that story. Uh, but, but since the arrival of the Washington Times and Fox News and the rise of talk radio... And I've got about 10 uh, seconds, Fran. Yeah, that, tyr- that tyranny is over. So I think... Americans will hear about it. All right. Fran Coombs, thank you very much, as always, for your time. Sounds good, Roy. And and thank you for not making me cry. (laughs) The uh, managing editor of Rasmussen Polling on The Green Show, 888-225-8255, 888-225-8255, 416 I was trying to think of a whole bunch of questions I could ask you. But it's really going to boil down to this. It'll boil down to exactly what will be on the ballot. Trump or Clinton, which one for you? Trump or Clinton, which one for you as of today? 888-225-8255-416-870-6400.